and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. This week, we're taking a bit of a different turn into the world of marketing. For the last couple weeks, we've had some marketing experts on the show, and today I'm talking to a yoga and marketing expert, Danny Pomploon. He's a yoga teacher based in San Francisco here, and we met about a year ago now and have been collaborating, working together ever since, and he's become close friend of mine. He continues to inspire me not only um, on the yoga side, but on the business side as well. He is super intuitive when it comes to his brand and to his audience and really inspires me with how he's able to market his business um, so effectively. So today on the show, we're going to talk about that a lot, um, the business side of his brand. Um, and on, on his podcast a few months back called Yogi Misfit Sessions, I was a guest and we started to dive deep into this subject. And that actually is what inspired me to really jump in and start my own podcast. So today on the show, uh, we talk about Danny's brand, how he's able to build it and uh, grow it so quickly. We talk about being authentic and real as a yoga teacher and when is real too real, maybe. And we also talk about setting boundaries. We talk about authenticity, of course. And Danny shares with us some insight into being a queer man in the yoga industry. I really enjoyed this conversation. There's not very many people I would wake up this early for. I'm so grateful to have Danny on the show today, and I hope you enjoy it. Danny Pomploon is a San Francisco-based yoga teacher. He teaches at Yoga Tree all over San Francisco, leads retreats and yoga teacher trainings all over the world. He has a podcast, a clothing line, and a book club, and soon possibly a yoga and marketing business. Welcome, Danny. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Thanks, me too. How are you? How do you feel? Um, well, I just left CrossFit. So How's that going? Apparently, the first thing you're supposed to do when you start CrossFit is tell everyone that you CrossFit. <laughs> that is so, so true. So that everyone knows I've been CrossFit, okay? <laughs> Why is that? Clay started doing CrossFit and was like telling everybody I'm doing CrossFit. Oh, wait. Craig CrossFit? Craig CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did. It lasted but he doesn't about, anymore. It lasted about six months. Well, I don't know. I yeah. guess we can still be friends. Clay gets really into things. And then once he like sort of masters it, he's like over it. That's not fun. You I know. Just, there's a, like... <laughs> he gets like so amped on something like pottery yeah. or playing the guitar or like whatever it is. And then once he like gets good at it, he's like onto the next. I'm going to try this for a little bit, but yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> great. Great. It's a whole community. It's intense though. Like I walked in there at seven o'clock this morning and people were like yelling and screaming and all the music was like, oons, oons, oons. <laughs> for me, I'm like, don't talk to me until 9am, please. Right. Same. <laughs> I mean, we're recording this podcast. It's 9am and I wouldn't get up this early really for anyone other than you. But I mean, but you know, I start work like super early. I'm always like sending emails in the morning and I know usually when I wake up, I have at least two text messages. Yeah. You've yeah. been working for like two hours, but I work late. I work late at night. And I work early, like the yeah. quiet in the morning. No one's up and moving. There's like stillness. I can focus. I can like sit and hold my coffee. Like it's just, it, it, and then it leaves me for the rest of the day to do whatever I want outside. That's nice. Yeah. I should try that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I realized is just like. This podcast is about being authentic, Krista. <laughs> Well, my sister said that she was like, I'm trying so hard to be a morning person. And I was just like, why? <laughs> like, why? Honestly, I get more done at night. I like it when it's quiet at night. Like, I like to go to yoga, do all the things, then come home and, like, drop in and work. So I used to be a late night person. Like, and I think it was because I bartended for so long. So I would naturally go to bed at, like, 3, maybe 4 o'clock in the morning and then sleep till noon easily. And then I think it was like a couple years ago where I just started waking up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Is that how early you get up? Yeah. Holy shit. It's lame. <laughs> it's not I mean, fun. you get a lot. No wonder you get so much done. This is true. I, I mean, I wish I could sleep in. I just like, at one point I just stopped fighting it because I was like, I can either keep going to bed late and wake up exhausted at 4.30 or just go to bed earlier. So now I just force myself to go to sleep. Hmm. 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Well, I want to talk to you. We haven't actually caught up. Um, I want to just talk about briefly how we met and why we're sitting here together today. But um, you yeah, that got- restraining order is still on the list. So I met Danny. Um, I had been sort of watching him. (laughs) This is going to be a silly podcast. I can feel it, Um, which is good because last week's was really serious. We talked about marketing for a full hour, like all things digital. Oh, we can be be serious. No, no, I'm good. I like the laughing. So um, I do this thing where I kind of like watch people's brands Um, I don't reach out right away. I sort of just like to see how you Mm -hmm. do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of happens with most of my clients now. It just happened again last week. And um, I've been watching you for at least a year, maybe more on social media, on Instagram. And I just was watching it grow and grow and grow. And your name started coming up more and more and more. And so I was like, I had this reaction, which a friend of mine also had a couple weeks ago when I showed her your account. I was like, do I love him or hate him? I don't know, (laughs) but I have to meet you. And that's one thing that I have to say, like you triggered something in me and that is like marketing sort of one-on-one, but you are doing it authentically is like make people feel something. So uh, you reached out out of the blue. Yeah. You just said, hey, let's be friends. Yeah. So I had heard of you through a couple of our mutual friends and some people that you've worked with in the past. And I never really explored your brand or whatever. All I I knew was that you were working with a couple of yoga teachers. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, who's this girl? And um, yeah. And then it was like kind of random. I had reached out to, oh, I remember. I talked to one of our mutual friends and my mutual friend, our mutual friend was like, yeah, she's, she knows who you are. And I was like, <laughs> how does she know who I am? Hence the restraining order. <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh, how does she know who I am? And she's like, oh, because you know, your name's come up. And I was like, well, that's cool. And then I thought, well, if she knows who I am, I should probably know who she is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then I had asked for your email and my friend was like, well, she's not really taking on new clients. And I was like, well, I don't really care. Like, give me your, yeah, I still want to email her. And I think I emailed you and I, it was like a one-liner. I was like, hi, let's be friends. And I read it and was like, yes. <laughs> and I love when that happens. Somebody that like I've been watching and excited about like getting to know, like reaches out. It just feels like to me, the universe is aligning. So we went and we had coffee and I feel like we pretty much almost talked almost every day or at least every yeah. week yeah. since that initial meeting. At least every week. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Unless you're in Bali and or actually it was matcha, not coffee. <laughs> it was, I'm sorry. I can't believe you're forgetting our first date. We're Krista. so SF. I know it was matcha. Are we going to do this live? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been in communication a lot. So yeah. we've really been immersed in each other's worlds and what we're doing and I'm continuously blown away by your work ethic, um, by your ability to just come up with these really creative ideas. And if you can't execute them, you have you can delegate somebody else to execute it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I actually really admire in you, your ability to delegate. I need to get better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just incredible, like the amount of work that we've gotten done together in like a year. Yeah. Um, I think it's been like less too. I think it has. I don't think it's been a full year. Yeah. I mean, it feels like really long. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, welcome back. You were just in Bali. It was. How was it? Awful. The weather was great. The food was amazing. <laughs> the people were super nice. Uh, it was terrible. I had to endure that for a full week. And you were at Soul Shine? I was at Soul Shine in Bali. Yeah, it was super awesome. It was yeah. re- really, really, really sweet. The space was beautiful. They were beautiful. The group was amazing. Like, it was one of those moments where I definitely was like, oh, shit, I really do get to do this, which is kind of cool. And also a trip to be like, my entire community came to hang out with me in Bali. That's super fucking rad. Like, So that was my next question. Um, most people that were there, are they in your SF community? I would say 80% of them were in my SF community. Yeah. And then who were the other people? Uh, there was a couple people from, there was one person from Southern California, and then there was a couple people from the Midwest. But well. they had met you. They had a couple hadn't met me. Wow. Yeah. Some people had just 
gone on the trip without meeting me because they'd saw stuff Soul online. Shine and and no, they'd saw like our ads potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Yep. So you got a lot going on. <laughs> um, do you want to just no, like, give me like a brief update on maybe like the things that you're most excited about right now that are coming up? Well, I mean, that's really hard because I, re- I mean, I'm really excited about everything that I'm doing. Um, but probably the thing that's so I restructured this year a little bit and I yeah. think we, we talked about this, but like I decided that last year I traveled so much that it was a little bit too much for me. Like at the end of the year, I felt really drained and just mainly I just felt not grounded. And there's such like, I love living in San Francisco. I talk about it all the time. we like, I love walking in my community. I love walking in my classes. I, I just love, I love living here. I truly do. Um, and I realized that I really missed that. And I felt like this year I, I needed to just be home a little bit more. Um, so I ended up canceling like a bunch of like traveling things from May on. And what I did instead was like a real quick turnaround because my plan at the beginning of the year was not this. Um, but I just put out seven or eight offerings in the city, two immersions, um, which I'm super excited about because I've never done more than a one day format. Mm, um, cool. So I'm doing two, two immersions, which are three day formats. Um, and then I'm also, uh, I'm currently in teacher training right now or leading a teacher training, but I'm also launching my 500 hour, um, here in San Francisco with, uh, Noah Maze and Rocky Heron. So Holy that's, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is also like, Oh shit. It's real. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's incredible. Yeah. Cause the stakes are higher. So you're just like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel? Um, it feels good. And it also feels like it's keeping me really honest. Like, you know, I have to remember that I don't ever claim to be this master teacher. You know, I'm like, I'm in awe and humbled that I have like Rocky and Noah that are going to be with me, you know, but they're also entrusting me to lead the program. Like that's, you know, it's. And it's, represent their brand. 100%. Well, yeah, it's our brands together. Yeah. It's actually, it's Danny Pomplin Yoga and the Maze Method. It's huge. Yeah. Coming together. Um, and so I think what it makes, what it really brings up is like, I know what I know and I need to stick to that. And I also, like you said, I need to delegate what I don't. And I also get to collaborate with people when I don't as well, which is what I'm really pulling away from. But what we've talked about is like, I'm, I like creating community and sometimes that's just in many teams. Um, but it's also forcing me to be a bigger student this year as well. I, love I, that. I want to study more. I want to be able to show up and, you know, offer something deeper for myself and for the students that are going to be taking this program. I can feel it. We both had this like kind of weird shift at the exact same time where we were like, we want to be home. Yeah. Which for me, that's a completely new thing. Um, I'm like wanderlust, adventure, passion, like fall in love here, move to this island there. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I want to be here. I want more clients here. I want more friends here. I love my friends here. It's like, I've been traveling so much. I'm looking forward to coming home. There's something to be said too, about being received by your community. And also like, we love our communities. Like it's something that naturally we both do, or, you know, I, I I would have a lot of teachers in, in their communities do the same. And your students also want to love you back. And that's a big part of it is like being able to step back and receive that and know that it's okay to receive that. You don't have to keep going and getting it from other places. You can actually just sit at home and also be loved right back. It's so smart. I think, you know, obviously it's authentic that you did that, but I think one thing that I'm seeing yoga teachers do a lot of right now as I work with a lot of yoga teachers is they're spreading themselves really thin and traveling a lot. Yeah. And you just like sort of intuitively were like, all right, cool. I've been gone too much. I need to love on the community that's in front of me. Yeah. I need to. And I had the same realization. Like I want to love on the business I have. And we tend to do this. We had like the same aha mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. even though our businesses are very different. And uh, we've sort of been holding each other accountable to that. And that's one thing I really appreciate about you in general is you just hold me accountable to a lot of things and to being honest and to actually you kick my butt when it comes to like being on top of it in my marketing business, because 
every time I have like this cool idea or like, you know, this new drip sequence I want to run or whatever, you're like a step ahead of me. (laughs) And so you really keep me on my toes and like, okay, what is the next thing I want to do for Danny? Like, what's the next landing page? What's the next thing? And it's really fun and creative and it's, and it's cool seeing it work. And I kind of wanted to shift into that side of things is like, this is all super exciting. Like mm-hmm. you have a lot going on. You're traveling a lot. You're home a lot. You have an amazing community and you've built this brand. I mean, some might argue very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I see is a different Danny. And we talked about this a little bit when I was on your podcast, mm-hmm. the amount of hustle and like drive and it from all ends, from the creative side, from the execution side, the implementation side, like everything that it takes to like market any business, you are just on it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about like the amount of work that you put into the business side, like delegating people to run certain teams. How do how do you decide who to hire to do this email thing? Like, how do you sort of navigate like the business side? Of, of your world. I think I, I don't remember where this term came from or I, I, what school of thought it was from, but someone once called me a master connector. Mm. And I, I mean, if someone on the podcast is hearing this and you know where that comes from, please email me and let me know or, or write a comment. I think it. I thought it was human design, but I don't think that's right. It's something. Yeah. It's, and someone told me this a while back. They were like, you, oh, by the way, your gift is you know, a master connector. And I was like, what, what the fuck is a master connector? And apparently from wherever this comes from, it's someone that's social that brings people together in different like lights. And, oh, I exactly. I remember who it's this girl, Jen told me. And I, I remember distinctly someone looking for a roommate and they're like, ask Danny, he knows somebody and someone needed something else. And they're like, ask Danny, he knows somebody. And because of that, like there's like, I, I am a social person, although I'm, I'm what most people don't realize I'm really introverted sometimes. Like I need that space. Um, but I am a social person and I love to be a social butterfly. Like I love to like bop around. I genuinely love getting to know people like sit me on a train or a plane or whatever it is. And like, let me talk to the person next to me, which is probably why I love podcasting because I, I love asking questions and like getting to know people. And because of that, it's opened up a ton of doors. Um, and so that's, that's the first part of it. Because of that, it's opened up a lot of doors, which has introduced me to a lot of people. Now, going back to the work side of it, yes, arguably, I have done this really fast. Um, yes, arguably, it's scaling your business you know, slower rather than faster or whatever. However, what people don't see, and you know, everyone wants to make an assumption without really knowing all sides of the story or without getting to know the story is yoga for me, right? And call this any business, whether you're, I don't know, pottery, clay, clay, <laughs> whether you're opening up a CrossFit business. Yeah. Um, yoga for me was like my saving grace. For a long time, it wasn't yoga. It was drugs and alcohol. And and that kept, that's another story, right? But that kept me alive for a really long time. And then yoga started to keep me alive. So in order for me to stay alive, I had to dedicate myself to yoga. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and you know, every hour, you know, of your day, put it into work. Absolutely. Like, you know, absolutely not. That's not smart or safe for anybody. What I did realize was that I had to get out of what I was doing before. And I had to make a really big jump into doing what I loved. And that was going to take some serious work. And that was also going to take some commitment and some sacrifice. And I was okay. I had come to terms with all that stuff. You know, I come from a nightlife and, and bartending background where I'm used to partying and hanging out. And like part of my job was socializing and it was being the party guy. And I completely cut all that shit out. I was done with that because I wanted to do this other thing. The other thing to that is I think that, you know, in the market specifically, what I can speak to is in yoga is it has shifted and changed. So it's shifted and changed in the four years that I've been going hard at it, right? It, every year it changes. It's shifted since last year. It's shifted since yesterday. Like yeah. It, it changes all the time. And if you don't, depending on how, listen, I've seen yoga teachers that have sat back and done nothing and have created these big, beautiful communities, right? Because that's their dharma and that's their path and that's their goals. 
And I've also seen yoga teachers that have wanted to create trainings and retreats and da 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 da, and then put a ton of effort and not do really well at it either. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think to get clear on your goals is important for me. I knew that I wanted to expand this because I wanted it to sustain me for the rest of my life. I don't have a retirement plan. I don't have vacation pay. I don't have a 401k. I don't have health benefits. All that stuff has to come out of pocket. And I chose to live in like the one most (laughs) expensive city in in the world, right? Like for sure, like those are consequences that I chose. So because of those consequences, I get to choose how I want to mitigate that, right? I chose to work really hard. I chose to put my head down and to do whatever it takes to really make this thing work, right? And you do that. Yeah. And I, it's I, it's just incredible. And you're, you know, there. I have a couple of you guys that <clears throat> actually, you know, Ashley and Matt, they're the yoga couple. Oh, yeah. They have two big projects coming out. And she is like you. Yeah. And it's really rare that I find somebody as dedicated and like truly authentic and like to their yoga path mm-hmm. and also really take to the business. Right. It's like, I, and I'm like that. And I lean more towards the business side of things. Ashley leads more towards the yoga side and you're kind of like more in the middle, I'd say. Yeah. But besides you two, there's no one that I can like really think of off the top of my head that is like, you love it and too. That's, that was and actually, that's the yeah. thing. Like she loves it. I taught her, I taught her landing pages she has gone on to make the most beautiful landing pages. Like, do you know how many people I've taught how to make a yeah. killer landing page? Yeah. She just took it and then she's showing me, look what I made, look what I did. Like, it's the same sort of like back and forth that you and I have. And it's amazing because once I sort of gave her those tools, now she they've launched a retreat. They've sold it out. They right. have two books coming out. Right. She knows how to market them now. Right. And she's going to do it. And right. I have like no doubt about their brand from here on out. And that's sort of how I feel about yours because one, I know your message is authentic. You really do give people sort of like a breath of fresh air. But when we hang out, it does feel like I'm exhaling the bullshit. Like you look me in my eye and I cannot be full of shit with you. Like there's nothing that I can say that you don't call me out on. Mm. Um, You don't make me unpack it a little bit more and like figure out where that's actually coming from. And so on like an actual, like being your friend and being in your network, it's amazing. And I know that with that combined with, you know, I would spend money to go hang out with you in Bali. And that's how I am with most of my clients. Like I'm invested in them because I would pay for whatever it is that I'm helping them sell. And um, it's just kind of been, people ask me all the time, oh, well, like Danny just blew up overnight and they kind of like brushed off. And I'm like, actually... Danny works harder than I do. And I do not say that lightly because I don't know anybody in my space right now that works the hours that I work and like the effort that I put in. And you just are up an hour ahead of me and awake an hour after me. Like you're doing it. I like, I, I genuinely like you took the words out of my mouth. I was getting ready to say it. Like the other thing to realize is I love this. Yeah. I love getting to learn new systems and da 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 da. Sometimes the technology stuff will really like drive me insane, but I love it. I love, you know, like creating a task manager for my team. And I love, you know, like it's just really fun. Do you have planets in Capricorn or Virgo? Probably. I can pull up my chart. Oh my God. (laughs) It's just like clicking. Oh. Uh, Yeah. I I really do. uh, I I love this stuff like a lot. And, and yes, I worked really hard at it. Yeah. I worked day and night. I worked hours and hours and hours and I did all the grunt work that no one wanted to do. That was really important for me. Like if people were going to say no to these low level opportunities because they were above it. Right. And this is another thing that kind of kills me in the yoga like industry is like, well, I've been doing this for a lot longer than you have. So I deserve it. Absolutely not. That's not the way it works anymore. Yes. I understand that. Like, but at the same time, while I'm doing all the hard work, I also put my studentship first every single time. Every time that I'm more, every year I take a brand new training. Every year I study with a teacher. Every month I work with my mentor. Like that doesn't stop in addition to all the work stuff that I have going on. Yeah. Like it's, it's, 
It's a full-time well, job it's your and then full-time it's a full-time job. job. It's, yeah. your, it's like two full-time jobs. Yeah. And I just, I really appreciate that you can like be out in the community and leading these retreats and doing all that. And then it takes a lot of focus and a lot of discipline to then come home and like get to it and get to work. And I think what you're doing is you're an entrepreneur, you're a solopreneur yep. and I'm doing the same thing. I'm putting out new programs here and there left and right, but nobody is really questioning right. that the same way they do the yoga programs. And it's fucking stupid. And here's the, here's the other thing too, is like, t- just to remind everyone too, is like, you don't have to move at my pace. No, You don't have to go as fast as I'm going. And I've heard, but you also don't have to like hate on that process. 100%. Either, right. Like yeah. that's the thing that sort of gets me. It's like, we're all on our own paths here. And I've, I said this on your podcast and I'll say it again. Like what you're doing is so obviously your path right? because it's working. Right. It's, it's my thing. And so you do your thing. If you think you're supposed to be doing this thing and yeah. it's not working, maybe it's not what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Because when you are doing that thing that you were put on this earth to do, living in the flow and your truth, all of these things things fall into place. Yes, resistance comes up. And yes, obstacles come up because the closer you get, the stronger the resistance and la, la, la. But at the end of the day, it will work if it's truly what you're supposed to be doing. And so I see the path you're on and I'm like, I believe, and some of my other friends that are, that it just works. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And then other people trying to do that. And I'm like, maybe that's not your path. Maybe that's not your offering. And I think in the yoga community, especially, which to me, like I got into this because the marketing, I mean, because of yoga, Mm. I believe the more butts on mat, the better the world, like period. And so it all started with yoga businesses. Now I've expanded that and I have lots of other clients and lots of other industries, but the yoga business to me, I believe like needs to be held and nurtured like a little baby because there's so many people out there doing crazy shit with it. We were just talking about that before we all on this uh, podcast, but like for me, it's like, guys, stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. Like stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. It's, I call it, I've coined it toxic comparison. It's the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, like, like do listen, the things that you can learn from me is like maybe how to get organized or like how to work hard or how to, how to set up a team, like how to set up a team, but don't try to do the things that I'm doing. And, and, and also like the thing that it frustrates me and it's also like, thank you first off, but like, I've heard people say, you're really setting the pace for the rest of us. No, I'm doing what I have to do for me and you need to do what you have to do for you. And if you're comparing yourself because of that, let's talk about why you're comparing that. Like, <laughs> what is it? What is it there that's making you feel inadequate or what's making you feel like you have to compare yourself to me say, and I'm saying this out loud for myself too, because I look at other teachers and I'm like, well, I want to do what they're doing. Totally. Know? I do the same thing. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah. I mean, we have to acknowledge that we're like these like comparison addicted people totally and at the same time my instagram post today is all about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally (laughs) yeah literally it's it's about that that's so funny Yeah, let's get back into that conversation about honesty and comparison and all of that stuff, especially in the yoga world and in every industry. Like I'm experiencing this in my business too. I think yoga gets like a little bit of a bad rep because it's supposed to be one thing or supposed to be another thing, but it's at the end of the day, we're all in business here. And so how do we sort of navigate that? You love a monetary society, get over it. Yeah. (laughs) And so... One thing that I actually did want to talk to you about, and we've talked about this a lot, um, is in the as a yoga teacher, I think that, you know, all joking aside, like, yes, we are running businesses and we have a responsibility mm-hmm. and all of that. But also, I really hold yoga teachers responsible, and I think a lot of people do, for being my teachers. Yeah. And I've had this happen where I sort of, you know, cross a boundary uh, with a teacher and I sort of lose that sight of them as my yoga teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And they either become my friend or my client or whatever. And sometimes it goes really well and other times it doesn't. And something that I'm just curious about, I don't really have a right answer, but I preach 
honesty. I preach transparency. I preach authenticity like all the time. And in the yoga community, is there such thing as maybe being too honest or like how real is too real? Yeah. Um, as a yoga teacher, you're spending a lot of like intimate time on retreats and in class and it's a different relationship than most. Mm -hmm. And how do you sort of like navigate that? The one thing to remember is as you know, a teacher, we're not coming into a room and dumping our shit on other people. You know, that's uh, transference. That's just straight up like a a big no, no. And yeah, I think being honest is the best, but I also think that airing out your dirty laundry is not a good practice. There is a boundary there. There is a student teacher relationship. If there wasn't a student teacher relationship, I would have 300 new friends every week that wanted to know about my personal life, that wanted to talk or whatever, or you go out to coffee or da 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 da. And I can't handle that energetically. I would be drained by the end of it. If I didn't have a boundary for myself and for the student, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. I wouldn't be able to hold anything in for me, like any more energy it would just be gone. When it comes to how real is too real, I don't think that. I mean, it's such like a gray area, right? Like, I think so too. I speak about my suicide. I speak about my addiction. You know, I don't go telling people about my sex life. Hmm. You know, I don't go talking talking to people about my you know my dating life and da 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 da. da. Why? Because that's that's mine. That's mine to hold sacred. That's where my privacy, where the things that I value as mine as my sacred space like that's for me to keep at the same time i sometimes feel like as a queer man living in san francisco who is very involved in the queer community who's very involved in the burning man community and also very involved in my yoga community there's a divine split there it's just like it's almost like sometimes i'm walking and living in two different worlds and that's hard sometimes because the gray area gets even grayer You know, there are times where I've been at Burning Man and, you know, let's cut the bullshit, but people are on on drugs at Burning Man. Not everyone, not everyone, but there are people that are intoxicated and, you know, there is a lot, there's, you know, there's a lot of nudity and things like that. Am I afraid to walk around, let's say nude at Burning Man with my students being there? Is that crossing the student teacher relationship? Is that me connecting to my queer community and not my yoga community is that me still holding the seat of a teacher. Like there is no rule book for this. Right. But it's something that I have to think about consistently. I'll, I'll give you another example, online dating apps. I've mm. used plenty of them. You know, I've, I, you know, I've used plenty, plenty of them and I'm, I'm on some of them, you know, for sure. What happens when a student, you know, sends me messages and, you know, like, starts a conversation with me. And then eventually it comes out that they're a student, you know, like how do you navigate that? You know, and, and there are just so many, there's so many different points to that. And, and I, again, it's only speaking from like, you know, a queer man living in San Francisco and being involved in all these other No, well, that's what, I'm so glad you brought that up because you brought that up to me a few months ago. And I mean, it was something that I, I mean, why would I have had never thought about? And uh, for me, like it's, it's a lot easier to blend sort of my communities. Mm -hmm. And I know for a minute there, you said you were feeling kind of lonely Mm -hmm. because you have, you know, your community outside of yoga that you're, you know, you're Danny and you're who you are, but you also have this like deep philosophy and intellect and all this stuff happening, you know, and bhakti happening with yoga. Mm -hmm. And then you can't share that. And then kind of vice versa, you know, you have this amazing weekend and these amazing people and you go to this party or you go to Burning Man or this thing and you feel like you almost have to like hide a piece of that. And for somebody that's so honest and so transparent and so no bullshit, I was really like sort of feeling feeling that struggle. And it's not even that I felt like, and still not that I feel like I need to hide. It's that because they're separate. Well, it's not only, there's a few things because there is judgment, right? Because they are two different categories, you know, and that's not to say that they're mutually exclusive because just recently, you know, I've created a really strong friendship with my friend, David, and, you know, we're both queer men and we're both like really involved in the queer community and also very, 
we're both on a really intense yoga path right now. And we get to like cross over in the middle. And what I've learned is the best thing that I can do is educate my communities on each other. That's oh, it. I love that. So that when I do speak, you know, about my queer community and like the slang that we use in queer community, which some people might find like, whoa, you say those things or, you know, whatever it is, or you, you openly talk about sexuality like that, or oh, that's intense. And all I can do to that, you know, if, if someone overhears me, you know, while I'm at a coffee in the Castro, you know, talking about like personal stuff or whatever, if someone was to approach me and be like, oh my God, you're my yoga teacher. You're not supposed to say that. The best thing that I can do is try to educate them. I'm like, actually, wait a minute. And maybe you're a yoga teacher, but I'm also still a human being. And, you know, hey, in my culture or part of my culture, you know, this is actually, you know, normal. And then we can split that into like, why is it right. not heteronormative, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 but whatever. And the same thing with... We're in San Francisco. Yeah, right. Yeah. Terms <laughs> like this get thrown around all the time. Know your audience. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So... The other thing too is, you know, like with my queer community, when they're like, oh, you're like all this hippie shit and da, 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 da. And it's, it's fun to joke around about. But when I actually sit down and describe to them the path, you know, like, and how the path would have been helpful for me when I was coming out or, you know, when I found out I was HIV positive or, you know, whatever, going through cancer, whatever it is, you know, like when I explain to them how these tools and techniques can also help me, you know, in, in that realm, it also gives people a bigger understanding. And at the end of all of this stuff, know your audience. Like that's the most important part. If I go into a classroom with, I don't know, I'm just going to make up the scenario okay. in hopes that I don't offend anybody. So it's let's, fine. Let's see. I, it's my podcast. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Right. Yeah. Like if I walk into suburbia with a bunch of suburban moms that aren't, you know, let's a bunch of people that aren't exposed to a person like me in my walk of life, I'm not going to bust in the door and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, da, 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 da. I might wait to get to know them a little bit. And not that I'm going to shift who I am, but I'm going to speak to them in a language that I know that they understand. If I start using all these other terminologies and like, you know, this, even the energy, right. With all this other stuff, they might not be able to receive that. So I might have to tune into Danny and find out where they're coming from and speak that language, you know, in, in my way, still in, still being very Danny using the words and using the energy that Danny has to convey that a little more strategically to them. Yeah. I, I think that that that's the difference to me is like, I was, I was with a friend a couple weeks ago and I was in a situation with people that uh, would not, let's just say if they knew the real Krista, they would not approve of, of all of me. Yeah. And I am very outspoken. And uh, what was interesting is I was still myself. I still said some things that were a little shocking. I still ruffled some feathers. I was with some very conservative yeah. people and mm -hmm. I am not, and I'm, I have pretty strong opinions and usually pretty loud about it. And I was in a situation where I needed to be respectful um, for whatever reason. I was in their home, you know, and uh, a couple of things I said, I could tell really shocked them, but by the way that I sort of I just think it's a, it's a way of being honest and open that I was still able to be me, but did I say like all of the things? Right. No. Right. Does that mean I'm not authentic? Does that mean I'm not us? Cause if you would ask them, they're like, holy shit, that girl was so real. Like da right. da da. So right. there's, I think what I'm trying to get at here and going back to the, how to, you know, be friends with your students or where, what is too real is there's like levels of well, authenticity, right? There's for like everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's it, knowing your own personal boundaries and you have to be really like levels or boundary, whatever you want to call it. You have to be prepared and you have to, I've done it. I've made those mistakes before. You have to be ready and willing to deal with whatever it is that's going to happen after you say or do the thing. Right. And if you're not ready for that, then maybe sit back. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Are you just speaking because you feel this need to speak? And are you saying and acting in a certain way because you feel like you just have to have this reactionary? I'm even, you know, in my body yeah. language right now, yeah. like, I have to react. Or is that coming from a place of truth? And what I like to say is like, if you're being really honest and like, again, let's cut the bullshit, not like, no, this is my truth. Like <laughs> this chocolate makes me feel happy. It's yeah. like what, and Anna Forrest was telling me this the other day in, in the podcast. But if it's, if it's coming from a place where you're rooted and grounded and it's coming out right in, in you, someone else is going to feel that. Yeah. 
Someone yeah. else is going to, someone else is going to get that. Yeah. And, and you know that I've, I've said things to people where I'm like, ah, there's nervous energy. When I go into teach, if you go into teach with nervous energy, your students are going to get that. Right. So I think it's coming in really grounded and, and maybe to mitigate this again, like the best way to get someone unconfused is to educate them. Yeah. So, you know, like in whatever context that is and yeah, just be aware that, you know, like bound and boundaries aren't hard lines. Like they shift and they change, you know, they shift and they change a lot. Boundaries with us have changed. We started very like, okay, let's get to know each other. Da, 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 da. And then later on, we're like, let's get to know this side of each other. And then later on, I had to call the cops to get a restraining order. And- <laughs> Next thing you know, we're cuddling on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, I, I just think it's an interesting conversation. I'm, and I'm really glad that you shared all of that because I, I wish more people were talking about just yeah. this conversation. It's I, hard. It's hard. And I... I think that it's just really important to be... And language is important. Yeah. I mean, Neem Karli Baba, one of my favorite stories with him and Ram Das is just love everybody and tell the truth. Yeah. And sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. To love everybody yeah. and tell the truth. We're, listen, like, we're all in our own little universes. Yeah. And even, you know, a fly on the wall, they're in their own little universe too. So don't take it personal. Yeah. And, you know, I... Um, a great example for this was... I am leading a teacher training right now. And I told my students, you know, when I'm on break, please do not ask me questions. Please do not come save it for after the break. If it is private matters or whatever, shoot me an email. If it's something that needs to be talked about, just say, Hey, at some point when you have some free time and boundaries, what a concept. And the reason why is because if I don't take my break, I don't have any more free time. I don't have time to go nourish myself, my soul, my mind, my body, like to just stop speaking, to nurture my voice. You know, like I have to protect my energy just as much as I have to have them protect their energy. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And it also triggers me because I'm so bad at that. And so anytime somebody like even talks about that, I like sort of tense up. It's not personal. No. That's what people need to remember. But I I, feel when I'm asking for like what I appreciate about you so much is you uh, work so hard. You show up for so many people, but you also protect your energy in such a healthy way. And for whatever reason, I was just telling you about this, you know, before this call, like our, this podcast, I feel like every time I'm not working, I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And every time I ask for like boundaries or like this, I'm doing this women's coaching group. And one of the questions was like, how are you at setting boundaries? And right. I wrote back, what's a boundary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just don't know how to set them. And I think, you know, this is actually a crucial element to long-term success. Yeah. And it's only going to make you like not only more productive, but I've, I've, I've implemented it in my team where we do, do, we do not text each other anymore. There's no texting whatsoever unless it's an emergency or if you're on the train or whatever, and you just got to get this out really quick or you need to send a voice memo, like go for it. But from moving forward, everything is emails and that way you're not flooding people's energy, right? You're not just like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's another, again, going back to like, you know, my business thing, it's another way to get organized and it's another way to get organized with your energy. I, I I think that that is so like, I'm just having this aha moment that like, I think that's, what's really missing for me and taking my business to the next level is just being able to set boundaries like that. Cause I watch you and I watch how you do it. And I have some other, like, this is a great example. Uh, one of the somebody new I'm working with, I sent her an email last week and I got an auto email that said, uh, I only check my email on mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays yeah. And I was like, so triggered by that yeah. because I wish I could do that. Yeah. And I can is you the thing. Can. Like I, not just Tuesdays, whatever, but like I try, I, I read an email the second it comes in, it breaks my flow. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's this whole thing because I want to be so available for people. So I think that that's a huge takeaway for me. And even like when we walked in the door today, someone was being kind of rude to us and you like sort of like asserted yourself like, no, I'm, I'm here too. Right. And even that was like, and it was just funny because usually when it comes to confrontation and being honest, I'm like all for it. Right. But there's something about saying that, Hey, I'm a value. My yeah, energy's totally. a value. That's really fucking you're good. Hard. You're a good person and I'm a good person. We just need to make sure that we're both understanding each other, yeah. whether you're a stranger on the street or whether you're not. And I'm not always right. Like 
which is why we're having that moment, right? Where we yeah. need to figure this out. Yeah. We need to figure this out together, you know? Yeah, I just, I think that the, for that... the record, when I have hot coffee and eggs... <laughs> this is the altercation. In my, in my hands, and I open the door so that I can walk in, and you go barging out with your high heels, I wasn't holding the door for you. I was literally trying to juggle hot coffee. So I had to tell you, pardon me. <laughs> I'm coming through with hot coffee. But in that situation, when she was so obviously being rude, I'm the type of person to be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. Which is like so stupid. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, man, like, yeah. fuck, why can't I do that? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're all learning. And I think that's sort of like, I didn't really know where this podcast is going to go because we haven't caught up in a while. And yeah. I'm just grateful for the direction that it went and how honest that you always show up with me and the stories that we tell. And I, I always learn. And I think that's sort of like theme of this whole podcast is just like show up, be honest, have boundaries yeah. and work hard. And it's important to have those people in your life too, that, you know, call your shit out as well. And if you don't like that's you're in big trouble you know if yeah. you can't have those people that are going to hold you i may walk around with this you know assertive attitude and whatever confidence or whatever it is you want to call it but i am not always right you know i'm primarily always right but not always <laughs> right. no like i'm not i'm not always right you yeah. know and i need people to check me on on my shit as well you know like friendships business coaches you know, fellow teachers you know whatever like I, I need to be called out on that as well well, I think you really set the stage for that, especially in our friendship. Um, cause I can, we, I have, I feel like we have a friendship now. It goes mm -hmm. beyond work. We've had some really good, deep conversations. We got past the, um, the uh, restraining order. We did. We're, <laughs> I'm like hooked on this today. <laughs> can you like stop people? I'm going to believe you. This is a truth show. They're going to think that's true. <laughs> Danny does not have a restraining order against me anymore. Anymore. <laughs> um, but what was I just going to say? So you sort of set the stage for like how to set these boundaries within each other. So I, you made it, you did something that hurt my feelings like a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And because of sort of the stage you've set, I felt like I could reach out mm -hmm. in this loving way and say, Hey, Danny, that hurt my feelings. Right. And you immediately said, let's try that again. Yeah. Do over. Let's have a do over. Yeah. And and that was it. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, this is so easy. It's so easy mm -hmm. to communicate with you. And Do you know where I learned this from, by the way? Where? A five-year-old. <laughs> of course. I'm not even I'm kidding. so much smarter than that. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. A, a five-year-old taught me this lesson. But yeah. same, right? You were probably sitting in that for a moment. You were like, God, what a jerk or whatever. He really, he really hurt me, right? You probably personalized that for a little bit. And I probably did something that there, you know, that there was an expectation like, okay, this is a thing that we do. And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, great. I was unaware of that. Maybe I was caught up in my own shit. Like, let's let's do this over. And moving forward, now I know not to do that. And also now I know not how to act in our relationship, right? So we we up, teach each other. Yeah. It's It goes back to this whole thing of educating each other yep. in like a loving way. Tell the truth and love everybody. So, yep. yeah, I just – I'm really proud of you. And I feel like very sort of protective over you <laughs> in sort of like this SF yoga world. It can get competitive. Like yeah. let's cut the bullshit. Like it's yes, very competitive here. Experience. Um, there's a lot of teachers in San Francisco. There's a lot of amazing teachers in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's incredible to be in this community. Um, but also I know it can be really challenging too yeah. as a yoga teacher and that's very real. So I'm just really proud of you and from somebody that has seen the back end and like knows how hard you work and sort of what you've been through and how you've got here. And I get it and I love it. Oh, like I you. love who you are. I see you. I want more of these conversations to be had. Like when you shared that feel, you know, a couple months ago about being you know, queer man in San Francisco in the yoga community, the, the layers that are involved in that, like, just thank you for sharing. Thank you for yeah, being thank you. you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited for what the next year is going to hold for our business. I don't know. Are we going to have a partnership here? Are we, Wait, teach are, yoga are, we marketing? are we still doing, is it authentic audience still? What? Featuring Danny Pomplin. Featuring Danny Pomplin. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really real. Danny's maybe, really good at marketing. Maybe we rebrand and start a whole new agency. I think we should. Okay. Like we need a yoga side because that's the thing. There's some very specific things to yogis like breaking into the, and just like when I teach business of yoga, right. it's a very different model and you teach it as well. Yeah. Um, it's a very different model than for example, if I'm giving a course on, you yeah. know, something else, how to grow your brand yoga is niche. 
and there's a way to do it and it's not the only way, but there's definitely some key things if you want to be successful in the way that Danny is like having a solid email list or, you know, knowing how to market different trainings when they come out, especially when you have more than one thing to market at once. Mm -hmm. Um, there's nuance. So I keep saying to Danny, if you ever want to uh, come join us full time and wow. take on my yogis. <laughs> so stay tuned. Cause I think it would be fun to put out a course like that together. Mm-hmm. And, and um, one thing I love doing, and I know you do too, is teaching people. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the business side too. It doesn't yeah. just have to be yoga. So I saw, t- I taught someone a random story, how to use airdrop on their phone. <laughs> it's like and so the girl was like, you're a teacher, huh? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you like totally just did a demo for me. Like, but you have, you let me do it. You walk me through every step and then you have me do it all over again. Like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think there's something to it. Like you have this amazing intuition when it comes to marketing and when it comes to business and it's fun to watch and it's fun to collaborate. Thank you. So uh, to just wrap up, I know you have a lot going on. Yes. So I'm going to let you just share where we can practice with you, where we can find you, where we can listen to you, all the things. Uh, Well, Krista can obviously tell you where to find me. (laughs) Back to the joke. (laughs) Because I stalk you. Because you stalk me. (laughs) Get real. Get serious. For more terrible dad jokes. Um, you can follow me at dannypomploon.com and actually everything on social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, is just Danny Pomploon. You notice that it's not Danny Pomploon Yoga because I left that open in case there's in growth. In case there's growth. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Danny Pomploon. D-A-N-N-I. He teaches at Yoga Tree. Yeah, I teach at Yoga Tree. He's got a bunch of trainings, some exciting immersion stuff coming up. I have a, uh, the yoga business one happening Oh, I love well. The hustle. Love story. I love story. That'll be great. You've got podcasts. It's called Yogi Misfits. Yep. Yogi Misfit Sessions. Yogi Misfit Sessions. And um, a lot more to come. I have all, literally all the things. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being here. And keep growing. Keep growing.